0: So I just want to welcome everybody this morning and the people who've joined us on the live stream. And I want to invite Wayne to come and bring us a message of hope this morning. And it's appropriately titled, uh, Come Up Here, Revelation 4.1. Thanks. There was a headline on the Reuters news website on Friday that caught my attention. And the headline was this scientists amazed by blinking stars totally unexpected behavior how about that scientists amazed by blinking stars totally unexpected behavior a star behaved very unexpectedly and it amazed scientists and the picture on the screen behind me is uh, of an artist's impression of this it was never before seen star Uh, that was observed in 2018. Now, the image is a little bit fuzzy because it's 4,200 light-years away from Perth. All of our high school students will know that that's 9.5 trillion kilometres away. So iPhones have trouble at that kind of distance to capture all the details. The scientists are very excited about it, and in the article it said we quoted one of the scientists who said this is a dream come true to find something totally unexpected and amazing in the galaxy it's in our galaxy and one of the great things about this is this was discovered right here in western australia how about that yay western australia Uh, It was discovered by the Murchison Wide Field Array, or MWA for short. It's a radio telescope. How many of you have been there, seen it, know about it? Three of you, four of you. Okay. How many many of you have heard of the Murchison region of Western Australia? A few more hands have gone up. So you roughly know where it is. And uh, the MWA is a multi-million dollar telescope. Uh, it has 4,000-plus spider-like antenna spread over several kilometres. Uh, and they, they were, scientists were watching the galaxy from this MWA. And this star did something they've never seen a star do before. It blinked on and off with some regularity. It was switching itself on and off for about every 18 minutes for 30 to 60 seconds it would come on and then it would go off you ever seen a lighthouse you know and it turns around and the light comes on and then disappears and it was that kind of phenomenon i'm very excited about it It happened in 2008 the findings were released this week they're published in in a journal called nature they saw it and they haven't seen it since and they're still, but they're still watching. They're still watching and wondering. It got me wondering. The book of Genesis tells us that God created the heavens and the earth, including all the stars. And I just wonder if God had been waiting for quite a few thousand years until humans had the technology for him to do what he's been wanting to do, which is to turn a star off and on every 18 minutes for a couple of hours, for 15 or 30 seconds, to get our attention. Who likes to turn the lights on and off sometimes to get people's attention? So this invitation from God to say, come up here, comes out of Revelation 4. If you've got a Bible with you, please open it up to Revelation chapter 4. We want to gaze up into the glory of the heavens this morning. We want to stand in his presence. We want to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Revelation 4 verses 1 to 4, the Apostle John is having a revelation of Jesus and he's, he's, he's caught up and he says, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I'd heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. And the voice said, Come up here and I'll show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones like Jasper and Carnelian and the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. So John is invited. It's an invitation. Come up here, John. There's an open door. Come up here. And and John goes and he stands in the throne room of God. He stands before the throne of God. And that's the first thing he sees. You notice, he says, I saw a throne. And I saw someone sitting on the throne of indescribable beauty and majesty. And he, he tries to capture it by using comparative statements like this, like this, the colors like this because it's really indescribable to stand and see God come up here and see God if you think about John's context in which this is all happening for him he's in exile on a really small island called Patmos. He's, he's been imprisoned there by the Romans authorities because he refuses to stop proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord and not Caesar because as a Roman citizen you would have to worship Caesar you would have to say Caesar is Lord and John said I'm not doing that Jesus Christ I've seen him he is Lord and he was proclaiming this everywhere he went and so they They finally resorted to putting him on this little island. It's in the Aegean Sea. It's between Greece and Turkey. You can find it as a little dot on a map if you want to go look for it. You can actually visit this island today as a tourist. But when John is there, it's his prison. It's his prison home. The glorified Jesus visits John. And we have the book of Revelation as the result of this encounter. And this is a book that is designed to give perspective to the church. It was designed to give perspective to the church then, when John received it in that time, as a tiny little uh, entity of really outcasts in the larger empire, marginalized people, no power, no influence, no authority, no resources. It gives them perspective and it gives us perspective today because it's a book full of hope, because it's a declaration of Jesus. It's the revelation of Jesus. It's who he is and what he is doing and how God is working out his purposes. And the simplest way to sum up the book of Revelation is in two words. God wins. God wins. People rise up. Dominant global figures, political figures, rise up, speak against Jesus, speak against God, that God wins. Over and over and over we read in the book of Revelation things like the Lamb has overcome, the Lamb has conquered. Of course, this is a reference to Jesus that Jesus is the slain lamb of God. The lamb wins and the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of the slain lamb. It's, a, it's, a, it's this uh, ultimate paradoxical statement. This thing that looks like abject and total weakness, a slain lamb, a crucified Messiah. That one is the one who is the Lord of all who triumphs and his kingdom conquers all of the other kingdoms His kingdom fills the whole earth. His kingdom comes and reigns forever and is never overthrown. I like that image. It's this image of something greater even than than, than what we can imagine. With this invitation to come up and see him, see God, to stand in his presence. Every time you pray, you have an opportunity to stand before this throne, this Revelation 4 throne, this throne room, this king. Don't ever think that your prayers are are meaningless and don't mean anything at all. He loves to hear your voice. If you only understood you had access to him, the one seated on the throne that John saw, People, we are receiving what's called an unshakable kingdom that's ruled by an unchanging person. Hebrews chapter 12 says to us that we are receiving a kingdom that's unshakable. Isn't that good? We're receiving a kingdom that's unshakable. Let us be thankful and please God by worshipping him with holy fear and awe. We're receiving an unshakable kingdom. And so we respond by worshipping God with holy fear and awe. The writer to the Hebrews says, chapter 12, verse 28. And in chapter 13, the very next chapter, it reminds us that Jesus Christ is the same, unchanging. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same t- forever. He's that beautifully constant, wonderful, awesome person who is always reliable, who you can count on. He, he doesn't change. No, oh, he doesn't get moody. He doesn't have bad days and good days, and you've got to wait until he's having a good day before you can talk to him. He's always having a good day. He wins. He conquers. He's not even having a bad day. He's the same. Yesterday, today and forever. So the kingdom that we are receiving as followers of Jesus Christ is an unshakable kingdom. And he is an unchanging king, if you like. I read an article by Jeff Henderson this week and... I won't be surprised if you don't know Jeff. He's involved with Frontier Alliance International, which is one of the organizations that New Life Church supports out of our mission uh, funding. And he wrote an article titled, The Unshakeable Kingdom. I encourage you to go to the FAI website or app and have a look at it. But let me just read a chunk of it to, to you. He said, if we have learned anything from the last two years, it is this, that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. COVID-19 confusion has, caused, has shaken our confidence in science and medicine enormously. It's great divides opened up in the science and medical community. Political unrest has only served to further and rupture the fault lines between people groups. People g- retreating to different political groups, throwing stones at one another, calling each other names, all those kind of things. And even in some churches and prayer meetings, there's this separation through the confusion that's come. Jeff says racial tension, no matter how necessary, the conversation has probably left us more divided. We think about in the American context, which Jeff is writing from, we think about the immortal words of Martin Luther King that one day he wants his children not to be judged by the colour of their skin, but by the content of their character. But actually, that's all being unwound now. And people are being judged by the colour of their skin, not the content. We put people in groups. We go, oh, you belong to that group, therefore that means you are that. And I don't like that, so therefore I don't like you. Rather than saying, could you please tell me your story? I want to hear about you. I want to know you. I don't want to put a label on your head and therefore write you off or whatever. I want, I want to know. I want, I want to see you as an individual. I want to see you as one of, who, one of the people, all of the people who are of the earth who are created in the image of God. I want to see you as an image bearer. I want to know you as an image bearer. And the content of your character is what matters more than anything else. Jeff goes on and says, globally, we've witnessed nations falling in a matter of days amidst wars and rumors of wars. He says, now more than ever, we need to locate and latch on to something eternal, fixed and solid, unmoving, unbending, immense, transcendent, faithful, unbreakable and unshakable. And he says, so here's the basic principle of the kingdom of God. And this is what I want you to latch on to this morning. The kingdom of God is unshakable. The kingdom of God is unshakable and so is its king. This unshakable kingdom is governed by this unchanging king who is seated on his unconquerable throne and that is the source of our confidence, it is a source of our perseverance and our hope and our joy. Let me say that again. This unshakable kingdom governed by this unchanging king seated on his unconquerable throne is our source of confidence, perseverance, hope and joy. And so come to an end this morning by again issuing this invitation. Come up here. This is the word of the Lord for us. God has used COVID to shake us and to get our attention, a bit like he turned that blinking star off and on for a few times to get the attention of some scientists in the middle of the desert here in Western Australia and globally. And as Julie and I have been praying and seeking what God has for New Life Church in 2022, we believe his primary invitation is this word. Come up here. Come and see me. Come and stand before me. Be captivated by me. And everything else has, gets its right perspective. Look at me. Paul said it this way when he wrote to the Colossians. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honour at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. That changes so much when we do that. When we set our sights upon the realities of heaven, an unshakable kingdom, an unconquerable throne. And we think about those things rather than the things of earth, the things that that we live in the nitty-gritty of the day, but we don't let that define the reality that we see. We, we, We want to learn to live from a different place. We want to learn to live as a people from the place where we've heard the voice of the Lord, the invitation from God himself, come up here, come up here and see me. Come and see me. And the question for all of us that I, want, I simply want to leave you with this morning is this. How will you respond to that invitation? Because you've got to respond. You can't just go, oh, that was nice. Yeah, come oh, God says come up here, so I'll just drop in from time to time. It's a, no, it's like, I've got an invitation from the, from the King of glory to be in his presence to gaze on his beauty, to see him. And in the words of a childhood song I learnt, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace.